La pendule fait tic-tac, tic-tic. Les oiseaux du lac, pic-pac, pic-pic. Glou, 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 font tous les dindons. Hey, bonjour and welcome to all our listeners. I hope you are all well and you had um, a beautiful, beautiful um, weekend. Um, It wasn't very beautiful for me, I have to say. Oh no, what happened, Mike? Oh, very good, very good. <laughs> I thought of you after 58 seconds, I thought I bet you were really starting to panic and then of course... It all went downhill for Wales from there, didn't it? Yes, I have you noticed? I, I, I remained very, very cordial and I didn't send you any messages. I know, I, I, thought, I, thought, until my, the I end. thought my phone had broken. I thought, what's going on? <laughs> no, I wasn't that cool. You're saving it up for the podcast, aren't you? I know. <laughs> Maybe, if you're lucky. <laughs> so, what, what, what do you make about a France versus uh, Wales? Well, as I, I couldn't believe that start. You know, Lee Halfpenny tried 58 seconds. The first eight minutes were brilliant. And then, you know, what happened? happened? And in fairness, I think France weren't really switched on at the start, were they? That try came from an, uh, an Aldrich knock-on and Teddy Thomas missed the ball and it just looked like they, they hadn't sort of woken up. But, you know, France were, were worthy winners and you can't, you can't deny that in any way, shape or form. Yes. What did you see the the, the strains where? Well, I mean, they seem to have got a good mixture of, you know, they've got some great ball carriers. Um, I thought Bailey, uh, Olivon and Aldrich, they all carried very well. And Tamak's kicking was flawless. And, and as for Dupont, well, he just gets better and better, doesn't he? He reads the game so well. He was, he was, seemed to be everywhere. There seemed to be three or four of him. And, I think they outmuscled Wales. You know, Wales a bit poor in the. They haven't got very strong ball carriers, and and the defence at the moment. I don't really know what's going on. The defence is a shambles, and when you think it, when Sean Edwards was working with Wales, the defence was the um, you know the big strength of the Welsh team. But at the moment, they're they're all over the place. You know what? I have to be. I have to be extremely thankful about uh, what wealth provided to France, to the French uh, team. It's a, it's a person that you probably heard of, uh, Mr. Sean Edwards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know, what a great, you know, the guy is you know, absolutely genius. And you can see, you know, watching France the last three or four games, you can see his influence is getting greater and greater. You know, and they're a, d a difficult team to score tries against now, aren't they? Yes, it's a, it's a, it's it's a new France, a new Les Bleus, a new renewal, which is very very satisfying after suffering many years of uh, of uh, of difficulties. And I I did some research earlier. I believe that uh, last time uh, France won the Six Nations was 10 years ago. So we are overdue for. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> that is we're true. Not too sure. Not too sure whether it will be happening this year, but we are looking looking very healthy because a very young team, uh, like you mentioned, you know, Dupont is yeah. very much in you know, a new kid of the block, the Wonder Kid. Yeah. Actually, his um, nickname is Le Ministre de l'Intérieur, which means the Interior Minister, the Home Office, because he seems to be managing every yeah. kind of angles, you know, during. During, on yeah. the pitch, you know, is really dominating the pitch. And I remember three years ago, no, actually, on 24th of January 2018, I've got a very good memory because I 
Adaptive and I took a picture of you and William Girado together. Oh, yes. Yeah, the Six Nations launch, wasn't it? That's right. That's right. And uh, I went to the press conference, you know, uh, with Jacques Brunel and and um, and Girado actually was there. Yeah. And after Jacques Brunel left, you know, I, I, I spoke to him very briefly and I said to him, you know what, there is a player you should really watch, a, a player I really like. It's uh, Antoine Dupont. He said, okay. Okay, Veronique, I will bear that in mind. <laughs> no, I see you took your advice. I have, exactly. to, I have to say, though, France did have did pay homage to their past in with their with their discipline, and they conceded seventeen penalties. Which I know. And you, the only thing you can say is, um, you know, a, a better team than Wales would have would have taken advantage of that. But that's something they can work on. You know, if if that's the only real. Uh, problem we can come come up with, but seventeen penalties is an awful lot. I I know that's uh, very much at that stage. That's the Achille Hills and uh, Fabien Galtier wasn't wasn't happy about uh, about the, uh, the, 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 the 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 that that situation. But having said that, you know, obviously because uh, it's uh, I think uh, how many games have they won under his tenure? I think it's the second or the third one. I mean, obviously, they lost against Scotland, but, you know, the the, the, the cocktail between, you know... Um, yeah, they've beaten England, Italy, um, Wales. So, yeah, this must be their fourth, four out of five. So, that's not a bad record, is it? It's very, very good. Much, much better than previous uh, previous ones. Yeah, you know, and Wales have some... gone the other way. They've lost four in a row now, you know, so it's... <laughs> Crazy. That's a bit like life. There always life some, you know, some pick and draft, you know. So right now, I think uh, France finally, after ten years, is climbing up slowly but surely, you know, the that the, that peak. But uh, yeah, whatever. Fabien Galtier and um, Rafael B. Ibanez are doing. Plus, obviously, the rest of the coaching staff seems to be to be working. Um, and uh, Fabien, as well, after the. The game, you know, was um, uh, was very happy with the score, and he he said, you know, in a modest way, you know, I hope that I was able to provide some happiness to the uh, to to the French supporters, millions of French of supporters. We couldn't watch that game because obviously they had to play in the Stade de France yeah. with uh, no supporter, yeah. which was very very eerie apparently but uh, you know c'est la vie you know just it, it, it would get it would get better and as usual you know as to uh, uh, to Fabien and I said oh well done really happy but now beware of the Irish oh by the way that reminds me what did uh, Pivac say well Pivac who is the, the coach yeah, the, of uh, the Wales coach uh, it's all very downbeat to be honest he um he alluded to the fact that the, the the Welsh players were rusty, but I mean, I don't know. It's uh, the pressure is really on on him already so early in his career. And of course, when you're following following a a coach like Warren Gatland, who had such success, you know, the Welsh public are fickle at the best of times. So um, you know, the pressure is really on now. I think it, a, a win against Scotland on Saturday just might put things on hold but I think if Wales lose to Scotland the Welsh public are going are going to go crazy I mean Twitter you wouldn't believe some of the stuff that was on Twitter at the weekend from the I can imagine it is unbelievable (laughs) you know 
But of course, there was the um, we've just heard before starting this recording. Uh, many of the listeners may have known that Bernard Larue was cited for uh, an alleged elbow to the face of Alan Wynne Jones. You've only got to got to look at the TV pictures, uh, and I think you can take the word alleged away. But the amazing thing we've we just heard is that he's been cleared of any wrongdoing and um, is free to play. On Saturday, now it's not. I'm not a very bitter and twisted man, but I think the disciplinary process in rugby is an absolute joke. You've got guys in French, English, Welsh club rugby. They're being sent off for slipping their tackle, their arm tackle, up to the neck, which which we agree. We want to keep the the game safe and encourage young people to play. And then this guy Bernard Larue pulls a player over by the neck. And then slams his elbow down on him. Now, A, what are the officials doing? They've got a TMO there, didn't see it. They've got two assistant referees and a referee. The guy's cited. And now, um, I haven't heard the full judgment, but Rafa Ibanez tweeted that. Uh, and he said, my exemplary player, Bernard LaRue, has been cleared to play. And you think, you know, just look at the pictures. I'm sorry. And, you know, that is not an accident. Anybody who's played the game, you can see in his actions, that's a deliberate act, in my opinion. Guess what I did this weekend? What's that? I watched Le Crunch. <sighs> I watched the game between uh, France versus England in the 1991 um, quarterfinal yeah. in Stade des Princes. And my goodness... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was so beautiful. No, no, the game was was different Each back then, side. wasn't it? I yeah. Oh, Eric Champ oh, and Mickey Skinner facing up against each other. Serge Blanco punching away. Paul Ackford getting stamped on the head. I mean, it was just like World War Three, wasn't it? Yes, and you know what happened in the scrums as well. Yeah. He didn't. You couldn't see everything, but you know Brian Moore got <laughs> yeah, his Brian, eyes yeah. gouged as well, and he's got his head kicked. But it was on both sides. Yes, yeah, it was, it, very it was a different game in those days, wasn't it? It was. It was. But so yes, that's a different era. Um, so what, what do you, what do you make about uh, France versus Ireland? Which is that was the game you were supposed to go. Uh, and watch this weekend yeah, it was... uh, on Saturday, but I believe we you don't want to take the risk to spend two weeks stuck with your wife at home. Is that correct? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, yes, probably. It's, probably it's <laughs> that's, yeah. that's not very charitable. No, of no, you. I hope no, she, I hope she doesn't no, listen to that don't podcast. Don't listen to anything I say. So <laughs> Typical yeah, the woman. thing is, yeah, this two-week quarantine business is. And it's just it's just not worth it to be honest. But but talking about the game, well, I mean, I, I'm going to go briefly through the the permutations, okay? Because uh, Stephen Hawking isn't around anymore, and we could do with him to, uh, to to work out who can win this title. Basically, England, France, or Ireland can win the Six Nations. Now, now, for those listeners who don't know, all three games are being played on Saturday at 2.15. We've got Wales against Scotland. At 4.45, we've got Italy against England. And at 9pm French time, 8pm UK time, France will face Ireland. Now, if Ireland beat France with a bonus point, which means they score four tries, then they will win the title 
outright. There'll be no problems. Now, if Ireland lose and England beats Italy with a bonus point, then France will have to beat Ireland by a bonus point, and that will mean England and France are both level. So it will go down to points difference between England and France. Now, if England and France are level on points difference, it's the team that has scored the most tries in the tournament that will win the title. And at the moment, England has scored nine tries and France has scored 13. So we won't know the winner of the 2026 Nations until the final game of the tournament, France against Ireland on Saturday night. I hope that's clear. <laughs> it seems, you know, and that reminds very much, there was a similar situation that happened I think it was in 2014 where uh, the, where uh, teams had to go through the same the same process as well. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, a very very interesting time. Anything could happen. What do you think? What are your uh, What do you think, England? I, well, I don't know because I mean I think England will beat Italy with a bonus point. I think there's no question of that. But Ireland against France, now both teams will need to score four tries to win. So they're not going to play a tight game, are they? Both sides are going to need a bonus point. So I think it's going to be a very open game. And I would not be surprised if if France score four tries and and mm-hmm. win. And to be perfectly honest, you know, I, I really hope they do because, as you rightly say, you know, I think everybody wants to see France back on the world stage. Rugby is is all the poorer when when there's a poor France team around. And as you say, ten years is a long time. And you know they are a joy to watch. They're a young team, and and I really hope they do it. But but Ireland, you know, they're a tough team. They they've got an incredible back row. They've got CJ Stander, Peter Omani. They've got Doris. You know, in the backs they've got Bundiaki. They've got Johnny Sexton, Colin Murray, Connor Murray. You know, they've got a gnarly old pack and um, it's going to be a, a tough old game. But they've lost Gary Ringrose with a fractured jaw at the weekend. So that, that's going to be, be a big blow to mm-hmm. them. But, you know, it's going to be a, a wonderful weekend. Once we get Wales and Scotland out of the way, which, you know, means, means nothing in terms of the result of the championship, then, um, yeah, it's just going to build up and build up till we're back at Stade de France. Yes, but you know what? I really hope that Sexton is not going to pull a hat from a trick from his hat, a hat from yeah, his Yeah, well, either, either way. <laughs> you know what I mean? I remember, <laughs> I remember really well when he scored on the 83rd minute, the last try. Oh, that was painful. That was very painful. But but you know, no no disrespect. <laughs> I, he's he's a really great player and actually a really nice person. But I don't think, you know, I think he's coming towards the the latter end of his career, and I don't think he's quite got the got the stuff in his armory that that he used to have. I, I'm taking nothing away from him as a great player, but um, hmm. you know, France are a tough proposition, especially at home. Uh, I think I think France yes. will win it. Whether they will get the the tries that they need, um, yeah, is uh, is another matter. But it's going to be a fascinating, uh, fascinating Saturday. Yes, 
and the team will be announced Thursday. on Thursday. And already we know that uh, Teddy Thomas has he he has injured his uh, hamstring during yeah. training. So Jan- Mathieu Jalibert from Bordeaux, who is an excellent player, is going to replace him. So maybe it's a blessing in disguise. Yeah, I'll talk uh, about them too. With and the... the rest of the team, I don't know. Uh, I think it'll probably be the same. The, the The issue with France right now is that we're really suffering. First of all, France were only able to train five days ago. You know, they only had five days of training, so they had to be very, very rigorous with their training. Whereas other teams had two yeah, weeks. Didn't, didn't do well. And much good, also. Did they? <laughs> but and and also you know um only uh, um, uh, players can only play three games yeah. out of six so it looks like there's going to be a tier one and tier two of yeah. games you know it would be a team a and team b so i mean this um, is going to be tier one isn't it tier one plus yes i'm, I'm not sure what they do with the wing position because as you say, um, you know, Penno is out and Teddy Tomar came in. Now Teddy Tomar is out. So there's talk they might put Gail Fiku moving from centre to the wing and put somebody else in the centre. So it would be fascinating to see, you know, the team that's announced on uh, on Thursday. As you say, I think I think the rest of the team uh, will be pretty much the team that, that faced Wales. Correct. And I would like to say my thanks again to Wales for letting France win the game because now on the world ranking, we have uh, we are ranking fifth. After the first one is, of course, South Africa, New Zealand, um, England, Ireland, and then it's France, and then it's Australia, and then it's Wales, and then it's Scotland. So, merci beaucoup, les gars. Ah, mon mon plaisir. <laughs> Hey, what has been happening in the Women's Six Nations? Yeah, it's a cracking game up in Glasgow on Sunday. Uh, France women, uh, for those of us listeners who don't know, pretty much semi-professional team uh, along with England playing Scotland who, who are strictly amateurs and I think everybody thought that France would would walk away with this quite convincingly. But the Scots put in a brilliant performance and it ended up 13-all. Uh, a fabulous draw. Jade Conkulf, uh from Harlequins and Scotland number eight was player of the match. She was absolutely awesome. 25 carries. She made 147 metres and a try assist. Um, but France really didn't get going they took the lead and I think everybody thought, you know, this is the start of a, of a big score as it usually is between the two teams. But, but Scotland defensively was superb. They were only losing eight, three at half time. And uh, France actually had to play the last 20 minutes with 14 players because uh, they had an injury and they'd used up all the bench. But Rachel Shankland, 75th minute try for Scotland and the conversion Made it thirteen all. So um, as a result, as a result mm. of that, uh, as a result of that score, England win the Six Nations uh, with a game remaining. So um, yeah, quite a surprise uh, up in Scotland there. And the other women's international weekend, Ireland beat Italy twenty-one-seven, which was probably another unexpected result. So um, 
Yeah, one question I yeah. have for you, Mike. Where can we watch the Women's Six Nation televised? It's a bit of a lottery at the moment. Um, some of it is on sort of regional television. For example, the Scotland game was on BBC Albo, which is a, a, a designated Scottish channel, which you can get on um, BBC iPlayer. The Wales games are on S4C, which is another Welsh it's a Welsh language channel you can get on um, on iPlayer. Most of the England games are on Sky, but there is a highlights program on on BBC, and it's usually tucked away sort of around midnight on the on the day of the matches. But um, they do put some on on uh, Instagram feeds and etc. It's really just sort of looking at the Twitter sites for the for the home unions. They will usually tell you. Uh, if the games are going to be going to be screened, but it is, it is one of those aspects of the women's game that that they're trying to um, rectify so that uh, you know you can get a good television audience. For example, in France, their games are put on primetime television, terrestrial television, and you know they get massive audiences. So that is why the women's game is so popular, and they get such big crowds in France. So uh, I think it's only a matter of time before. You know, our home nations follow suit. I hope so, because you were saying, I mean, you are an avid watcher of women rugby game. And you were telling me that some of the team, even in the uh, locally, you know, like Saracens and the Queens and, and so on, are very, very, very good at uh, playing against each other. Okay, so top 14 weekend. It was the sixth day. Yeah, I know. The, 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 no. the top 14 never seems to have a rest day, does it? <laughs> no, not at all, not at all. And, you know, we're still in a situation where some teams have only played four games, others fifth and other six. So there's still a, a disparate in terms yeah. of uh, games played. So that's why the ranking is not 100% sure. accurate. So, uh, yeah, so I watched Toulon versus Castres. I, I watched, sorry, I listened to the French radio, <laughs> LNR online. And uh, that was a good game. You know, both teams had a thirst for revenge as Toulon lost the previous week against Bristol, 31-9. And Castres got completely anime annihilated, you know, the week before when they lost uh, 62 yeah. uh, to 3, when they lost, yes, yeah, 3 to 62 uh, against La Rochelle. Um, so it was payback for, for both, both teams, you know, it was a question of honor. And uh, the game was in Stade Maliol, watched by 5,000 supporters. Uh, what you have, what we have to bear in mind is that you know Castres hasn't played really for five, six weeks, you know, mm. because of the mm. COVID issue they've had experience, uh, but still, you know, they they delivered a very violent, vi not violent, very very v valiant, yeah, usually, very strong usually is violent fight. Castres, to be fair, <laughs> that's what they call a Freudian slip. <laughs> <laughs> and you know they, they they operated you know very good defense, um, but in terms of uh, of of score, you know in terms of a try, there was only one that was scored you know during that game by for the very first time by Duncan 
excuse the pronunciation of the name, I think it's Paya Oa. Uh, and uh, so it was, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't a game very rich in, yeah. in, 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 in tries, but uh, Louis Carbonel, you know, worked his magic again and, you know, was, uh, played, played really well, you know, all together. That pitch is um, so bad, isn't it, in the start may all. I mean, it's just awful. That's yeah. what you were saying, and I yeah. sent you a picture on Twitter. There's some, yeah, they need to invest into the 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 pitch very very soon. So um, the reaction, you know, from from Castra after the game from Rory Cocotte, basically, you know, very much matter of fact, and said, you know, we were not mm. good enough, you know, during in 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 some areas. So yeah, that's. Uh, that's a, that's a fair statement. So next week they are meeting. Uh, Le Castre is going to have the Racing 92 au Stade Pierre Fabre for the seven seven days. So uh, the day after I watch Toulon mm-hmm. versus Lyon, Toulouse versus Lyon. What do you think happened? You know what? Uh, do you think Toulouse played well or Lyon? I don't know. Or... I didn't see. I didn't see or hear anything. In Toulouse, without their, you know, some of their star players probably found it quite hard. Absolutely spot on. Um, so most of the play, uh, most of the internationals are, are now, you know, um, in stade in a mm. stade Marcoussi, yeah. you know, <laughs> training for for France, you know, the like of Ramos and. Uh, and Dupont and so on. Um, so yeah, they, they they did struggle a fair bit. Uh, and Colby as well uh, didn't feel 100% fit because yeah. injured during training is is uh, I think is is growing so he didn't play so it was very it was very very it was tough for the Toulouse uh, the Lyon team actually they played very cleverly you know they they are getting their yeah. confidence back gradually like Montpellier but what, what, um, was, the, what was the final score uh, that one. Final score was sixteen to seventeen. Sixteen to seven. Seven. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it was a good bench, and uh, uh, each Ellen, you know, later, you know, scored a try for Toulouse, but he was a little too late, and yeah, little yeah, too little yeah. too too late. So um, so anyway. Um, Lyon obviously were very happy because last time they won at Stade Ernest Vallon was two years ago. And uh, Mathieu Bastaro comments uh, after Toulouse uh, win, he did say that um, uh, it was a quite a tough game, but it was even tougher for them because obviously playing in Stade Vallon is not a very sure. welcoming um, stadium for them. They needed to have a very, very strong defense. And then he said, you know what, uh, as well, you know, if it's not really our problem if Toulouse have, well, yeah. <laughs> have players which, who are too good yeah, and have been selected. you can only play what's in front of you, can't you? <laughs> you know, that's... Exactly, typical <laughs> Bastaro, yeah. very, very direct in his approach. So next week, Toulouse will play against Stade Francais and Lyon will play uh, yeah. Montpellier at home. And you also had a, had a little look at Ajon against Bayonne, yeah? Yes, I'm going to go very quickly uh, through that. Poor Aja, they haven't won any any games yet, but they're trying very, very hard, you know. So uh, the the match took place in Stade Armandie. Bayonne has been uh, better 
Yeah, they've had a couple of good wins, haven't they, this season? Yeah, against that Francais. So they've won two games and lost three games. And they are still one game short. Um, uh, Players, you know, from Christophe Lossuc and Rémi Vacan are desperate for a win. But they they fought really, really hard. But they were outplayed by... um, by um, yeah. by by Bayonne, and they got unlucky as well. You know, uh, Ajan got a yellow card, and then they got um, a, a, a red a, a red card as well. Correct, yes. Um, but despite all the the, the bad luck, you know, um, they were tenacious, and they they managed to score two tries, yeah. two tries anyway. So. They lost the game, but supporters, you know, know they're trying very, very hard, and they clapped them. Yeah, they supported the team. They clap, they clap their teams yeah. when they came to the yeah. to the changing room. So um, yeah, next time it's definitely <laughs> a sure. must win. But they're yeah, playing against tough. Toulon, so uh, it's going to be a tough one. They will, but there will be no supporters present in Stade yeah. Malio this time. So hopefully, you know, they will. Uh, yeah, they can get their, their first win. So, um, yeah, Claremont two, the, versus the, Pau. The two other Tell remaining games on it. Saturday. Claremont 50, Poe 29. 11 tries in that game. So, um, sounds like it was a good one to watch. Uh, Claremont had seven tries, including a penalty try. And Poe scored four tries themselves. Pretty close at half time, 24-15 to Claremont. But uh, Claremont ran out second half, as I say, 50-29. The only downside for them was Johan Behag... I can't even pronounce this. Behagari um, ruptured his anterior cruciate, cruciate ligament. So he's had... Yeah, that's... SEL, you mean. <laughs> yeah, trying to, know, to, to show I'm up. I'm trying to get as many words in. I'll get paid by the word, so I'm trying to get as many words as I can. <laughs> yeah, he's going to be out for six months, yeah. so um, that fixie was was tinged with with a little bit of bad news, but you know, convincing win. Uh, in the other game, uh, Stade Francais twenty, uh, yeah, Stade Francais twenty five, Racing ninety two twenty seven, so a two point win for Racing, and yes, yeah. and the last ten minutes where. Were very very um, exciting. What's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> yes. Maybe, yeah, 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 yeah. Full, full of uh, rebondissement. No, I don't know. French. But yeah, try for two tries for Racing <laughs> from uh, Laborde and Chavancy, and Latou got a try for Stade Francais. So that's a, a valuable win for Racing, particularly you know with some players out on international duty as well. So, yeah, and then we moved on to Sunday and um, you were concentrating on Montpellier against Brive. Yes, Montpellier. So, Montpellier's got eight players that are currently on duty, uh, five for France okay. and three for Georgia. So, the, the, the team that, uh, that was playing that day, you know, selected by Xavier Garbage Oza, looked very different, you know, from usual. Uh, and it was the first start for Alex Lozowski. People from Saracen will know who he is. He's on loan right now for one year, but it was his first start, but he played really, really well. He uh, scored a try and, um, and, a, and a few penalties as well. 
Um, bravery try hard, uh, kudos to, to them, but Montpellier dominated the games throughout. Um, so Montpellier got um, the bonus points, you know, yeah. Um, and yeah, they scored a 4 4 try. So um, next week, yeah, Montpellier would play in Lyon. And yeah, yeah, they would try to go for a win again because they are on a winning streak now. Uh, they won, yeah, as you know, yeah. Montpellier started really badly. They had three losses, and now that's the second win. And it would be good for their for for their mood, for their morale. And Brief will play at home against Clermont. So I'm hoping that um, obviously Brief will recoup themselves and uh, sure. analyze the video and look at. Uh, what need they need to do, you know, to to fight against um, absolutely well the against final game of the, day, uh, and of the weekend. In fact, up on the Atlantic coast next to the Bay of Biscay, La Rochelle against Bordeaux, uh, convincing win for nice. La Rochelle. Tough team to beat at home. Uh, they beat um, Bordeaux by twenty points to six. There was seventeen nil up at half time. Two tries from Keir Barlow and Sinzel. And all really Bordeaux could offer was two second-half penalties from uh, Jalibert, who, as you mentioned earlier, has now joined up with a French squad. So another home win for La Rochelle. And just to run through mm, quickly, I know in passing, but the top 14 games this weekend, I'll just run through them quickly, are Bordeaux against Agen, 12th against 14th, Bayonne against Toulon, 9th against 7th, Lyon against Montpellier, fourth against eighth. Castra against Racing, that's 13th against sixth. Poe against La Rochelle, fifth against third. Brieve against Clermont, 11th against second. And Stade Francais against Toulouse, 10th against first. Mm, interesting, interesting uh, weekend. That's going to be a busy one, that's for sure. We're going to have to get some pen and paper around this weekend. Yes. Is it time for the lesson yet? Oh, I'm as ready as I'll ever be. Are you ready for it? <laughs> <laughs> so we keep talking about uh, yellow card and red cards. So how do Capon you say jaune. yellow card in French? Aha, <laughs> uh-huh, you've done your homework. <laughs> Correct, yes. Yeah. Easy, do I get a easy, easy for you. Or some sort of qualification? I don't know. I will have to give you the exam afterwards. <laughs> we'll run a competition with our listeners very, very shortly about how much you know they they remember. Absolutely, so, and we'll have a very special prize as well to go with it, which uh, I can't reveal at the moment, but um, a bit nearer the time. Um, yeah, it'll be a cracker. Okay, well, it's time to make fun of the Welsh Rugby again, joke. is it? <laughs> You know what? I was told off. I was told off. I said, what? Why are you making so many jokes about the Welsh? It was the second time. I said, okay, <laughs> let me find a third one. <laughs> I said, hi, I'm going to pick on another know. nation now, so are you? Cool. <laughs> uh, no, no. I'm, uh, on, on, no it's, well, actually, that could apply to your oh, best friends. Poor Nigel. Nigel Owens. Nigel, Nigel. I just feel this thing on the song. I could apply. The content of this podcast, okay? <laughs> That's why he never listens to our podcast. Going to the flight to win bounds, going to the flight to. Uh, 
as I said, you know, this can apply to every single referees in the world. So I went to a rep, rep, rugby referees retirement recently. It was a good sense-off. So thank you very much for listening to our French Rugby Connection podcast with moi, Veronique, and my co-host. And don't forget to subscribe to it so you'll be the first people to get the episode yeah. when it's and leave your comments ready. yeah, yeah but and not please leave your rating words, okay because we struggle with those <laughs> well you struggle with those not me merci <laughs> merci and uh, look after yourself and yes, make the best sure well. season this weekend l'odeur des fleurs nous met tout à l'envers et le bonheur nous soule pour pas cher chagrin des peines de la semaine tout est noyé dans le bleu dans le vert un seul dimanche au bord de l'eau au trémolo des petits oiseaux suffit pour que tous les jours semblent beaux quand on se promène au bord de l'eau Je connais des gens qui affardent Qui tout le temps se font des cheveux Et rêvent de filer ailleurs Dans un monde meilleur Ils dépensent des tas d'oseilles Pour découvrir des merveilles Ben moi ça me fait mal au cœur Car y a pas besoin pour trouver un coin Où l'on se trouve bien De chercher si loin Quand on se promène Au bord de l'eau, comme tout est beau, quel renouveau, Paris au loin nous semble une prison, on a le cœur plein de chansons, l'odeur des fleurs nous met tout à l'envers, le bonheur nous soule pour pas cher, chagrins et peines de la semaine, tout est noyé dans le bleu, dans le vert. Un seul dimanche au bord de l'eau, au trémolo des petits oiseaux, suffit pour que tous les jours semblent beaux, quand on se promène au bord de l'eau. Suffit pour que tous les jours semblent beaux.